um, it was also I think that that became a challenge for me because all of a sudden everyone was interested and um, everyone who don't don't seem to know how much this means to a lot of people all of a sudden feel like hey this is the the latest toast of the town any negative story you know can you know there there was this bubble mm. and I I was there and I was trying to protect that bubble too you know Welcome to Across the Line, it's Football Friday, and on this episode, we're pleased to bring back Sadel Tupas on the show. Good friend of the podcast, as well as a familiar face to many in the Philippine football community. We talk about so much in this one, all the way from his origins as a young man in Bacolod, uh, as an aspiring writer, all the way to his long and tenured career at the Philippine Daily Inquirer and now his new role as the PFF's Head of Broadcast Services. It's a fantastic chat and I hope you enjoy it. If you do, please do subscribe to the show on YouTube, Spotify, and on Apple Podcasts. Take some time to rate and review the show. It really makes a big difference and we would really appreciate it. Also, find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram, across the line on all three platforms. We're easy to find. We'd appreciate if you drop us a line. That is all. Sadaf Tupas on this Football Friday. Please do enjoy. If you've been following Philippine football over the last decade, you will be extremely familiar with our guest today. Sadelf Tupas is back on Across the Line, former host of the show, this time as a first-time guest. How does it feel, Sadelf? Man, it, it, it feels weird uh, being here, but uh, on the other side of the fence, you know, we're, we're used to, uh, we're used to be the ones asking questions, but now, uh, you know, take it easy on me because... <laughs> I'm not used to to this, you know. Man, it's so nice to have you here. Uh, when we look at your credentials uh, uh, as a Philippine football personality, you're um, probably the most prominent writer over the last decade. Uh, obviously, that has changed over the last few months. Uh, you have, you know, uh, your sports. You're a sports anchor and analyst on TV, uh, podcast host for a Crossover. You've and now the head of broadcasting services. Is that correct for the Philippines, uh, Philippine Football Federation? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I retired uh, from uh, my journalism job uh, a few months ago. And um, I think uh, I, I may have found my, 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 uh, my uh, second love here. My next, uh, you know, my, my next challenge. I, I really like what I'm doing now for for Philippine football, uh, especially the, the Philippines Football League and, and the PFF, it feels different because, you know, when, when I was in the other side, you know, asking the, asking the questions, you know, making, making the articles, um, you know, you, you tend to want to be a friend, but sometimes you want to be critical as well. But over here, you're all in. You're all in. You have to, to protect the interests uh, of, uh, of the sport at all costs now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's a it's a different look for you. But what what other differences have you met? Have you felt over the last few months now that you've switched sides, so to speak? Well, um, I think um, I think the the relationships that I've built uh, over the last few years have really helped me transition into this new job that I have in uh, the PFF and the PFL. Um, I've been uh, working closely with the federation for for the last uh, you know for the last decade, just just in and out, you know, doing uh, some stuff on uh, for them, and then 
uh, when when the opportunity came that there was a, a some sort of vacancy uh, for that broadcast uh, and production uh, job in in the PFF, um, I, I I thought it was a great exit plan uh, with uh, from my uh, sports writing career because. Um, it's also this 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 uh, this decision was also a bit pandemic driven because it was hard uh, for the last uh, I think since March that you we haven't been covering a lot of sports you you have to come up with your with stories uh, every every night every I I mean full credit to to my former colleagues to my colleagues to my media friends that they've still managed to churn out stories every day. Even though there's a there's a halt in the sports activities, except of course with the with the professional sports, but yeah, it, it was a it was tough, tough, really tough. That's why I came up with the podcast. Actually, that was pandemic driven, and um, because I needed to talk to people to come up with content for for uh, the inquirer. So uh, this new job, uh, I, I'm I'm really glad, especially with with the uh, with the PFL holding that bubble. That was a great uh, opportunity for me to. To really, um, you know, make, uh, you know, make my ent- introduction to, to to the group, and uh, I'm uh, I'm ho- I'm happy we're working with a lot of people in the federation, especially Commissioner Coco, uh, Media Officer uh, Iko de Guzman, uh, Andy Laurel, uh, Maja, and you know, all those people that I've been friends with for the longest time, and now um, you know working with them. Uh, of course, uh, our good friend Louis Bart is also there, graphic artist. So. Um, and of course, you guys uh, are the, in uh, part of the commentary team. So I was, I was, um, I was. Pre- I think it was all about just putting everyone together uh, and and uh, working for just one goal. And uh, I'm I'm glad that uh, I'm here. I'm really happy with with where I am right now. How would you assess your first year or your first season uh, in charge of the broadcast of the league? Well, I, I don't think I think it, it it leaves a lot to be desired. You know, I'm 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 you, you know me, Jing. You we've, we've worked together for for oh my goodness, I can remember. <laughs> we'll know, get into that. We'll get into that later. But we've we've known each other for, for the longest time, and you know we've we've had um, we've we've worked in several productions where uh, the standards are very high and. Uh, of course, you want to take that to to what we have now in the PFL, and uh, I'm I'm quite satisfied. But I know there's a lot of room for improvement. Um, I think the the bubble because it's such a short tournament, like you know, four a uh, five game days, it wasn't really enough to to measure uh, the potential of what the production team can do, because I thought that with more time, with more matches, we could still get better um so that's why we're really looking forward to to this season um to for for the following season because um i think um we, you'll see more uh, you'll see better coverage and uh we have more equipment coming in um i think we've uh, um thanks to uh uefa uh the the pff has managed to secure a grant for uh, new equipment um I think we have uh, six or seven cameras coming in, uh, 4K cameras, so wow. uh, it's clearer, uh, you know. Um, but but I'm you know I'm I'm really happy because uh, some of uh, the, the a lot of our football fans have appreciated the work of the production team. It was a very lean team, and you know that because 
the IATF uh, does not did not allow a lot of people in the in Carmona, so mm -hmm. we cannot uh, the GAB especially they they were all they were there and they were they're watching us they're observing us and they would flag us if uh, we had a lot of people there so that is uh for for a for for a small team uh, credit to Direct Glenn as well um it, it was a great uh, it was a great coverage I'm I'm quite happy with with the way how with how it turned out. I'm sure a lot of uh, the people who tuned in would agree with you that, um, yeah, I mean, the resounding reaction that I felt was that everybody was happy that football was being delivered in a manner that was extremely palatable for the public to consume. And good news for everyone is that it seems you're not happy with it yet. I mean, you're still looking to improve, and that means only good things for 2021. But what a way for you to get introduced into a new role, right? I mean, pandemic. Um, the, the whole bubble situation, um, so many pieces that you needed to juggle in order for the broadcast to even transpire. And you did it in a manner where it felt to me anyway, given all the constraints, that you knocked it out of the park, man. Yeah, but, but you know what, Jing? It's also, we're, we're just, the thing with this season is that uh, in the PFL and the PFF, it's, it's not a lot, there's not a lot of people working there. You know that. It's a very lean team as well. And we do multiple functions. So, yeah. if you remember, um, we got postponed the first match day because yeah. of those COVID cases. So we also had to. Um, we were actually quite ready for that um, for the coverage. We we're preparing for that coverage already. And then all of a sudden, this curveball uh, comes to us with the uh, with the COVID cases. So um, I also help out the, the federation with their communications uh, approach. Um, so there's a there's a lot of there's a lot going on with uh, you know with 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 media and PR and stuff. So I also help out the federation on on that aspect. But this season we we also got a lot of help from uh, Anton's group, Anton de Rosario's group, for with regards to pushing the league um, on social media and and uh, on different platforms. So I, I'm I'm really glad that it was a total team effort, and it's. The, the coverage is just one aspect of it, you know. Um, you cannot claim credit for for everything. Um, I know it's a very important um, aspect of of presenting the league, but um, you know, there's a whole lot of moving parts, and I'm sure Coco Torre knows that, and he had to put it all together. I j I am just one one member of the team that uh, worked uh, there in uh, the PFL bubble. Gracious as always there, Sudel. But yeah, congratulations on a fantastic start to your new career. And uh, did you ever think when you started in our days in the basement there in, in active, starting with our off tubes, that this is where you were going to go broadcast services for the, for the Federation? You know, it's, um, it, it was quite, um, uh, it's an evolution for me. You know, I started out writing. Um, I, I, you, you may want to ask that later on about my background but mm -hmm. I started I really loved writing and I love football and I, I love sports writing and I love sports and then you know that 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 stint that broadcast stint in, in active before was also an accident you know and um, I was just um, I was helping them write scripts for the UFL coverage um, because that time I don't think a lot of um, people uh, especially from their, their end uh, uh, knew about the the UFL and the players so um 
since I was writing about it, uh, they, they, they suggested that, hey, uh, why don't you try broadcasting? Because, you know, that, that may be the, the next uh, move for you. But up until, I only see this as a, you know, as a sideline, you know, writing was always my main job. And, but over the years, I, I was able to hone uh, a bit of my craft. Um, I, I was observing uh, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of what's happening behind the scenes. Um, I have to give credit to a lot of the, the, the friends that we have in TV5. Um, uh, Mamras uh, Villar before um, and uh, uh, Direct Dong. They're, they were all uh, very um, instrumental in, you know, in, in me seeing, you know, the other side of the, the fence, you know. And then, you know, th that, you know that, that experience also of working on, on TV, being in front of the camera, um, just... Um, you know, help me develop uh, the skills and, and, and maybe help me uh, a bit, uh, you know, giving in, in giving feedback to my, my fellow commentators. Um, and, you know, that's why I tell you the standards are very high because I, you know, I, I see the, I, the standards are always, I look at the, the, the broadcast quality of the best coverage teams in the Philippines. So that is why uh, that was always the goal to be there and um, and you know it, it's been quite a journey and uh, you know I just I just followed my heart actually when 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 it became available and that was the next move. I always felt like man, where does where does Sudolf get all of his energy? You know, like he's he's gonna go to a coverage, then he's gonna go to a a, a game, he's gonna cover a match. Um, it could be football and also you transition to basketball as well into the MPBL and. That's not easy. You have to go to the provinces for some of the matches, some of the games, right? And sometimes it's two games, three games in a row, something crazy like that. And, you know, you're going to come back and then the next day you've got something else. It's like, geez, when does this guy sleep? You know what I mean? Um, where do you get all that energy? I don't you know, so hard, huh? I don't know, man. You know, th th this is, uh, you, you, when you love the, the, the grind and you love the job, uh, it, it, you, you sort of... Um, put the the put the fatigue um, on the back burner but yeah I, ha I had a I had a really good three four year run uh, with with what I was doing because and and you know um, sometimes uh, when I look back I, I feel that I even took it for granted for a bit because I was um, I was so I was hustling so hard and when the pandemic happened you know you look back Oh my God! I should have had more fun that time <laughs> because you know there there were times, bro, when I was covering a game in um, I I just came from the Asian Cup in Dubai. Um, I, I get here and then the, one day later I'm in a coverage in um, in uh, San Andres in Manila for the MPBL, and, and then the game is at the game ends at 11:30-12, and I have to be at the airport at 4 a.m. because. I have another coverage overseas for the ABL. I have a 3 p.m. game in uh, Bangkok. So, and then and I fly, but I take, uh, so I take that 4 a.m. flight. I cover the game at 3 p.m. And then I, it finishes at 5, 6. And then I go back to the airport and fly back at 9 p.m. Back to Manila. So it, it was a, it was a grind, really. There, bro, there were so many um, instances where I had to, uh, you know, drag my feet, really. You know, there was a, 
there was this Asian Cup draw, and then I go back. I I go to Thailand, and then I go to Bacolod for like four hours, and then I cover the ABL game, the deciding game. So it it is a lot of. <laughs> it, I tell you, I'm 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 just very fortunate. You know, I'm just very fortunate that um, I get I get the best best seats in the house. I get the you know I get to work in this industry. Uh, not a lot of people are given this opportunity. That's why, you know. You try to be, you try to be, um, try to stay grounded, and also you you try to do your best every time, put your best foot forward. That's good to know, man. So it's the passion driving you. I thought it was because you, there's new shoes that are dropping next month. <laughs> yeah, or... yeah. That, there, that's the, that's the other thing as well, you know. And then, uh, you know, probably uh, now uh, it, it's golf, it's golf uh-huh. gear or that's golf right. equipment. <laughs> I've been seeing you on the golf course a lot lately. How's that been? How's been the uh, the, the new hobby? It's again, it's pandemic driven. There's no basketball, so you go to another. You 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 go find a way where you can you know um, release your competitive uh, competitive drive, competitive spirit. So you go to the golf course and then challenge the course and lose all the time. <laughs> I guess that's how everybody starts, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a you have to invest on on something. I I see this as uh, because I my 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 background it's uh, in 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 sports writing. I also invested a lot in gaining experience. So I I treat it every all all of my all of my challenges. I treat it that way. Now, for most of the people who will tune into this, they know Sadaf Tupas as the guy who put football on the front page of the Inquirer, right? They know Sadaf as the guy who brings all the, if, if Sadaf Tupas reports it, then it's for real, right? That's how people um, have known you for, for the longest time. So tell me a little bit about the start to, to writing. I know you started in Bacolod. Um, so from there to the Inquirer, what was that journey like for you? Uh, it, was, it was a long journey, actually. But, you know, um, I, I started out as a, as a campus journalist, like every like you know like some of the writers i know i started in the school paper as early as high school but i didn't know that you know i, I was going to pursue it as a career um i took up mass communications at uh, the university of saint lasalle in uh in bacolod and then i uh, by third by the third by junior year i was um actually i took up my first units in uh, journalism um, because my my mother my mom was a was a was a former journalist there so um, I was um, was uh, a bit embedded with to her you know when when she covers I always go with her so mm. sometimes I I um, I would usually um, so that's why the people the personalities eventually when I moved up and and worked they, some of the people I interviewed already knew me as my as the son of my mom, you know. Oh wow! So, I didn't know so, that. So, so they they knew me from from because of her. So I was tagging along when I was when I was very young. So um, even my joint professor, uh, Mr. Alan Del Carmen, was uh, uh, when I would not do well in class, he would report me to my mom. You know, <laughs> and that's the downside of it because he, he knew my mom as well. So um, so that that's where it started. I. I you're, I, I don't, I'm not sure if you remember the university games, during uni games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's uh, like the, the sem, semestral break um, competition for, for, for uh, collegiate athletes and um, La, uh, La Salle Bacolod usually hosts it. So 
um, I was part of that Uni Games uh, newsletter, so I, I gathered the results. Um, uh, Coach Hans Smith, I, 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 that time I was able to interview him, <laughs> and he, and he still remembers that, you know, when <laughs> I was, was a really skinny uh, college kid uh, approaching him after his team just won twenty nil against. <laughs> His women's team was uh, was really uh, very pretty good that time, uh, and especially even now, you know. And um, yeah, that that's where it started. I I was collecting results, and then that time, my professor uh, did not want me to write anything. He just wants the results, and I'm like itching to write. And he's like, "No, no, you're. I just need the results from you. You know, you do." And uh, you know, I think that that spurred me on, like. You know why? Why does he want doesn't doesn't want me to write? You know I I I'm capable of this. And then, um, a few months later, there was this competition in Western Visayas. Um, it's organized by the PIA, the Philippine Information Agency, and uh, they usually gather the collegiate um, campus journalists to uh, a competition, a sports writing competition, news writing, everything. Um, all categories, and then um, I, I won um, that, that contest in Iloilo, and uh, um, and then you know the local paper, um, the Bisayan Daily Star, um, where some of my mom's friends also work, and my uh, my former editor um, Eric Luritis, who became a, a Philippine PSC commissioner, he he asked me if he wanted me to join him as a like some sort of a stringer, you know you. You just contribute whenever you can, and then um, I saw it as an um, it really as a chance to you know get get um, acquainted with the grind of of journalism. So I'm so lucky because I was studying in La Salle and uh, I was a working student at that time, by the way. Um, so I was juggling all of this stuff. Um, I was working in the um, audiovisual resource center, so I was I had five hour work days. And then class, um, no fixing overhead projectors, um, uh, LCDs. You know, you the old school ones, the overhead projectors. Yeah. You know, the yeah, OHP. Of course. You, yeah, of course. Yeah. Acetate, acetate, acetate. Yeah, that, that's what, <laughs> that's what our roles were. And uh, when there's a film showing, you are the one who is going to, who who will be um, inserting the the VHS tape to the or the VCD to the to the class. So usually that, that that that's the rule, and we also make the IDs in the school. So we ah. had a, we had a whole lot of responsibilities there. So I had a I had five hour work days there from my sophomore year until my senior year. I quit uh, probably in my last semester because I was um, I was already busy with it with journalism with with writing and stuff. So um, I was very fortunate in La Salle to be uh, with. Uh, to be under very good professors. One of them passed away uh, uh, late last year. Uh, Direct Peke Galiaga, man, uh, unbelievable. You know, um, you know, up, up until now, I really uh, appreciate what what he's, uh, you know, what he's said. He he rarely he rarely um, he meets us at, at, I think just twice a month. But then all of the you know what every every time he opens his mouth, everyone was like watching him and listening and learning from him you know and i think um he 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 comes up with with some great um insights on on hard work really i think that is one on 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 the work work ethic i think that mm. is something that 
um, a lot of my my classmates and you know learned from him. You know, he, he has this famous quote. You know, you think you're working too hard? It, it's nothing. <laughs> He's always like, that. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, he, I I I was once a victim of that. I bring along this uh, school paper, the school paper that I just printed out for for yeah. the class. Or this is the this is the department mass comm department paper. I was, I I did not go home that night. I I spent the night in the printing press, so it was his class. The first thing the the next day, and I brought it there. Like I haven't changed, you know, same 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 clothes from the from yesterday, and then you know uh, I came in late, and then so so I, I you know you come up with an excuse, right? You know, uh, direct. I'm so sorry. I was in the printing press. Like, and that's where he said to me, like, you know, you think you're working too hard? That's nothing. <laughs> In the real world, that's nothing. So, so that's where the – and then, you know, I, I moved on from, uh, from the Sign Daily Star. I got the break in the Sea Games, actually, the Southeast Asian Games 2005. Mm. Um, the Inquirer needed a correspondent for, for Bacolod because a lot of the, the reporters were here in Manila. So um, they asked – my my editor in the paper if um, there was anyone they could recommend he, she could recommend and she recommended me um and then i i covered football it's a good thing that my former boss that time he passed away actually last christmas bless his soul sorry ted um it's a good thing that he was i uh, came from hong kong jing and he when you know the you know the english premier league uh, he came from hong kong a hong kong newspaper he worked there for for like almost a decade so he knew about football because that was what they're putting out in the paper. So mm-hmm. when he saw that, oh, he knows how to write football. So that's the that's when he like, okay, uh, maybe we can, you know, let let's try him, let's try him out, you know. So I I was I finished that Sea Games coverage. I I was able. They were they were they were actually very happy with my coverage, and then that was when I was invited to the Inquirer. That was two thousand six. But I did not wow. go then. I did not go. I had to. Uh, I moved only in two thousand eight. It was a good thing that the offer was still there. But uh, I actually discovered because of my football writing uh, by my former boss. So I was so fortunate that Bacolod hosted the Sea Games with with all those uh, with um, you know the guys like Ali Chiefy, there, Phil and James. Actually, that's were there. right. That's <laughs> right. That was their first one, right? Yeah, that was our first one. I actually went to the interview of Phil and James, their first, very first interview. Seven, Phil was 17, I think, or, and James was 18. And, you know, we, we, we football fans, we football guys, we love wearing football jerseys, right? Yeah. So I was like, I was like okay, I'm going to wear my, my best jersey for this interview. And I wore my England jersey. <laughs> I wore my England jersey and I go to the interview and I see Phil and James they're wearing the the Philippines jersey. <laughs> oh, I still I don't think I I'm I'm not sure if I still have that photo but uh yeah that was my my earliest recollection. So yeah and and then I moved to Manila. So because of the inquiry because of the offer for to move to Manila. Wow. So that was 2008 already when you moved. Yeah, 12 years ago. 12 years ago. And we <laughs> met 2009 or 10, right? 2010, 2000, I, think. I think 2010. I think it was for yeah. the All-Star game. 
Yeah, um, it was like an all-star game, and uh, no media was really showing up to any of our games. Um, yeah. Not much, anyway. And then uh, uh, Coco said that, oh, there's this guy from the Inquirer coming. Huh? Make sure you take care of him, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Sidel. Uh, it was my first time meeting you. And, of course, we were super psyched. You know, I was um, welcoming somebody from the Inquirer to cover the game. It's like, all right, this is legit. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Well, at the time, I thought this is the guy, right? You know, this is no, this is no, not really. <laughs> so eventually, uh, we would become friends. But at that time, I remember being on my toes because, like, yeah, the Empire was coming to 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 cover the league, which was unheard of at the time. But before we get into that, I want to ask you two things. One, why writing? Like, is it because of the influence of your mom specifically, or do you? What is it about? writing in particular that you enjoy the most? Well, you know, I, I love telling stories, Jing. I love, um, I love, I love the narratives, you know. Um, uh, if you see, sometimes if you see my social media, I, I like, I like reading good stuff. Um, huh. So, um, I think, you know, I, I, I've matured with, with writing and um, I, I see a lot of, uh, see a lot of differences from the ones I wrote before and the ones I, I, I write now. But writing gives, um, you know, it, it's the ultimate, for me, it, it's the ultimate way to express myself. And uh, I, I just love telling stories because, you know, uh, and of course, sports, with, with sports, it's, it's relatable. It's, it's, um, it's, it mirrors life. Um, uh, it, it is a lot of, uh, it describes a lot of the aspects of, of life, you know, being, losing, um, winning, and, and, you know, just the, just the journey itself. Um, so I, I love telling people's stories, especially our, our athletes. Um, it, it is a, it's a different, each country has a, has a different sports landscape. So right here, um, I fell in love with football even more because it's not so mainstream, actually. Right. And and that and that's where I, it led me. That's why it led me to football. And not only that, because um, number one, I really love sports in 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 when I was very young. But when I I started seeing that that football was was really marginalized and and nobody was really writing about it except for a few, um, you know, uh, guys like Rick Olivares for the longest time. And then eventually when, when I had that opportunity, I, I, I grabbed it. You know, there, there are a lot of, not a lot of people knew that, you know, I, I, I used to spend my money for just to cover games. <laughs> so yeah. just, just want to, to tell a story. Um, I think it was the, this is AFF championship in Bangkok. 2007 I had to I used up my savings to to travel to Bangkok I was still in Bacolod living in Bacolod I was tra traveled to Bangkok and watched and covered the game for the Inquirer um, I didn't really I didn't get anything from my office from from the Inquirer maybe they just paid for my articles but it was all me and I'm like yeah I think when when I saw that when I saw that journey it's like oh man I want to be this is what I want to do Really, when I when I when I see the team, the team didn't win anything there. They just came up with one point uh, against Myanmar, the draw. But I think that really really fueled me, you know, um, telling a story that's not so 
uh, you know, not to bring to the consciousness of, of to the Filipino people. So, um, and football was really um, the way for me to, to I think, uh, make uh, a niche or a role for me to find my niche. That's incredible. You spent your own money to cover the games in Bangkok. Yeah. <laughs> Who were you, you all, all alone? You traveled by yourself. Your yeah, uh, there, there was the uh, because the, the the thing there was that in 2006 the qualifiers for that AFF championship was in Bacolod, so um, uh, the guys were there: Phil, James, Anton, Ali, um, you know, Alvin Ocampo was there, um, Chiefy was there, Arnie Prosinabo was there. So so Hana, I, I established good 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 connections with these people. Coach Aris Kaslib. Uh, during the Sea Games, so they were 2005 December. They were there in Bacolod. November 2006, they were back, right? And they were really luring plenty of people. Chris, Chris was there in the in that in that 2006 tournament, and then um, we, I, I was the sports editor of the local newspaper at that time, and I would devote two two pages. For my football stories, it's like this this big photo, big photo article was just you know it's okay, but but big photo so so like I just you know put it in people's faces that hey hey this is football I I want this to be this is the most prominent sport for me so I I, I so since people were following the the team I said you know why don't I just go to Bangkok and then cover them because. I think when I pass my articles here in Bacolod, I think people will still read it because they knew the, these people. They knew the players, right? So and they, they were aware of the team. And then, um, so I, I used up my, my savings and then bought a ticket. You know the ticket, Jing, where it's not yet an e-ticket and you have right. to write, out, write it down? It's like a carbon paper. You remember <laughs> that? The old, the old, the old I don't ticket. remember this. <laughs> where you had to write down and then you it's not the e-ticket where you just print it out right you have right, this right. like whole booklet where they 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 tear up the 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 sheet where you already used the ticket it's like a bus <laughs> ticket before it's like just longer so i i i bought the i i i think i bought my ticket for like eight thousand pesos from uh, manila i had of course i had to pay for for bacolod manila but Manila Bangkok uh, round trip was uh, eight thousand, you know. <laughs> so and then, uh, and then I was taking up my masters in um, in journalism in Ateneo at that time, and I had a Thai classmate. I told my Thai classmate, "Hey, can you host me there?" And he said, "I'm sorry, I cannot." So he just said uh, he recommended a hostel for me. Um, so we, I, I stayed in a hostel for like uh, eight, seven, eight days. Um, so, so it was good. It was a good experience. You know, I, I got really close with some of the guys, uh, Casas was what was, became, became a really good friend because of that. Uh, Alvin Ocampo became a really good friend because of, of that competition, because we were, we were all uh, talking to each other at that time, you know? So yeah, that was my, my first, um, foray with, uh, international competitions. That was my, that was my first international <laughs> trip with the with the Askos and I paid for it. <laughs> That's incredible, man. Talk about taking a risk, right? I mean, like you're spending yeah. your savings to do a coverage on a sport that not a lot of people are paying attention to. Shit. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, and, and uh, the sad thing there was Ali was injured in the first like first game. 
Oh, Ali Romeo, and you know it, it was tough to see him like like eight nine minutes into it, and he oh, wow. he um he uh and he sustains an ACL injury. Oh, so but but the the probably one of the most unheralded games in history was happened also there the draw against Myanmar. Oh my goodness, what was uh, Michael Casas played the game of his life there. <laughs> Played the game of his life, and uh, you know it was Chris Greatwich could have scored the goal, winning goal, but Ariel Cerudo's shot from a very tight angle with Chris uh, in the down the middle and waiting for the ball, <laughs> and uh, he hits the side netting. It was around probably 88 minutes, and then man, the it was the when I uh, went up to the bus the game the day uh, on the game. Man, they were they were all inconsolable. Really, I mean, they were so close of upsetting Myanmar already that time. So, so I I see I've seen it's a scene that I would repeat so many times during my coverage. People, grown men crying. Yeah, man. So, how old were you at this time? Well, probably around 21, 22, 22 Incredible. 23. Incredible. <laughs> And at that time, did you feel as if something was brewing already? Obviously, two years later would be the miracle in Hanoi. So did you know at that time? Did you feel as if something was happening? Honestly, no. Honestly, no, Jing. I was, I was, I was quite, quite um, uh, contented with, with it, what the team was showing, you know. But the, 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 the only time that I felt that something was brewing was um, when I covered this AFC Challenge Cup in Iloilo, 2008. Um, we drew against Tajikistan, uh, beat Brunei, and beat Bhutan in Barota, which was, to me, still one of the most memorable coverages of my life, watching, uh, covering a, an international game in Barota, the, 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 the football hotbed. Um, that time, Neil Etheridge was already there. It was his first, first um, tournament. And then um, Chris Greatwich was there. Um, even Phil Greatwich was there. Phil and James just just came. Uh, also came. Uh, Phil was, I think he was still with Chelsea that time. Uh, and then, and that, that that's where that I I felt like, man, if they can keep this team like two, two three years later on, I think they will come up. They'll it'll be something special. And then, yeah, the, lo and behold, it it happened. But before that happened. It was a really difficult time for Philippine football because that time uh, the late Mari Martinez was was the one running the the federation and um, Phil and James quit the national team. I think partly because of of, of uh, his leadership that time. So um, I right right after that I I said if if they're not gonna have this continuity with this program. I don't think they're they're gonna gonna succeed. And then 2010 happened um, when Dan Palami came in. I think there were some changes with you no know, he he. The first thing um, Dan Palami told me uh, before when he took over when I got to interview him, he's like, um, "Don't worry, we're 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 gonna be you know we're gonna be we're gonna isolate the team from the problems in the federation. So I'm gonna be here just." just on the side and taking care of them. That's why he, 
he was able to convince Phil and James to come back. Right. Because that was that was key actually when they when he the brothers came back when he was able to convince them to come back to the team. And and, and so when the Suzuki Cup happened, we still had that, that Laos qualifier, but you felt something was already brewing because this team was already, I think three, four years, five years in the making. And they were already, you know, they already knew each other. They, you know, the, the chemistry, the camaraderie was already there. You can already feel it. And, um, and they have a young and ambitious coach in Simon McMenemy. So, you know, it, uh, if the, the, it all, um, it all came together in Vietnam. Right. So that happens and football explodes. All of a sudden it's turned from, it's night and day all of a sudden, right? From being the dark days where nobody wants to cover football. Now everybody wants a piece. What did, what was that like for you as a writer? You know, not only as, you know, exciting times, obviously there's going to be a lot more to cover. There's going to be a lot more interesting events and things to, to keep on top of, but, now there's an influx of people that are coming in yeah. who are wanting to write about the sport. How do you, but you stayed on top, you know what I mean? Like you stayed uh, as a prominent figure in the community and making sure that you're on top of things. How did you make sure that that was the case? Well, I think, I think uh, one of the, one of my, um, one of the skills I developed over the years was really um, the, the, the relationships that I built with, with all these players um, uh, up until now um, with, with, with people running the show. Um, I think um, with the reason why I was able to stay, um, you know, not get, you know, outscooped or left behind by, by news. You know, that time, Jing, everything was news. Every move of the Askas was news. Mm. Uh, I remember going to this, um, to Star City, so they can just acclimatize with the cold weather in Mongolia because ice, uh, Star City had this ice. <laughs> oh, wow. They, they I didn't this, know that. And they had to, and it was in the evening news. It was in the evening news, man. I'm like, so I'm here, you know, uh, and I had to write that story that they are in a theme park <laughs> just acclimatized. So like every move, every move I had to I had to follow it up and um, it was also I think that that became a challenge for me because all of a sudden everyone was interested and um, everyone who don't don't seem to know how much this means to a lot of people all of a sudden feel like hey this is the the latest toast of the town any negative story you know can you know there there was this bubble mm. and I I was there and I was trying to protect that bubble too, you know. And you know, if if I had issues with with people uh, on running the show, I would just straight up tell them, right? Like, uh, there's a problem here, boss. There's a problem here. There's a problem here. So I think that that helped me, me being me being honest to them and being honest to the people to the to sources actually helped me uh, get the information that, that I needed to, to continue, you know, you know being, uh, being a, a prominent uh, source of, of news at that time. Uh, and, and it all boils down to just really relationships along the way. That's why um, I, I'm, I, I try not to burn a lot of bridges, <laughs> but at the same time, you, you, you have to, um, 
you have to explain to them that it, you also have a job. That's the that's the balance there. Right. You obviously told that line very nicely. Um, made a fantastic career of it, and twelve years later, you you've found yourself to your retirement. Was it emotional when you when you made the decision? Uh, afterwards, how long did it take before it, it it sunk in that wow, I'm no longer a writer. I'm not the writer that that I have been for the past two decades. Yeah, the the, the thing with with writers, Jing, you know, it's it's an understated. Um, um, they, they say journalists have big egos, you know. It's a, this is this is not a high paying job. It's an it's not a high paying job. So you compensate for with with compliments, you know, <laughs> getting compliments from people. So that's that's where you you know, okay, gentai babawe, you know, you, you get praised for an article. So yeah, it's okay. So lit na. But um honestly I I I really I, I cried over it. Uh, you know, it was the only thing that I did for like, you know, only almost, the, you know, it was a primary, the company, the Inquirer was was so close to my heart. I, I, I love the Inquirer. Uh, up until now, I'm a, I'm a huge, uh, huge supporter of, of, of the news organization. And, uh, but um, I think I, I, I got into this side, you know, a little bit too much as well. I mean, what I meant without that is that I became too close to the to the community, to the people who who run football in this country. So that's mm. why I had to I had to be fair as well to, to people, to, to the people, to readers. You know, um, lest I appear to be you know not objective and and biased. You know, I had to also. No, I, I, it was the, it was the lo- most logical thing for me to do. Like, um, if I retire, I, I want to work in football. I, I I've always said that, and and I've I've all I also told my 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 boss in Inquirer that you know my I have I have uh, big dreams for Philippine football. I want to make a difference, so that's why I moved to the other side. So, at first there was some there was some resistance. He didn't want to let me go. Can you stay for a few more years, maybe? You know, but but when I told him about about my my mission, my goal, and my motivation, he said, "Yeah, um, you know, if I wanna," he he, my boss Francis Ochoa told me, "Like, yeah, if we 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 wanna let you go, we will let you go with with in, on that uh, for 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 a bigger purpose." That's help help football in this country and I think um, there are a lot of football writers now yeah there's there's an emergence of young uh, young football younger crop of football writers and uh, I think I'm done with that era and I'm here on the other side to help them out whatever they need whatever information they need they can always reach out to me <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not selfish with information now before I could be <laughs> I, it's a scoop for me but now I am the one sharing the information to them. <laughs> I, I'm, now, I'm willingly giving them the, 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 the spotlight, really. Are you confident about the next generation of, of, of people who are going to be covering uh, the sport? Yeah, I, I think there are, um, there, there are a lot of uh, new knowledgeable people uh, writing about the sport. Um, I, 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 I've, um, you know, I, I've seen them, um, you know, 
Ayan of, of Tribune, um, Jamer also writes, uh, Lorenzo, uh, I think Lorenzo did, did some great stories during during the PFL season. Um, so so I, I'm, I'm quite confident, you know, and, and um, there are still a lot, a lot of my friends who are, are, are still uh, are still covering the, the game, uh, the Terado brothers, Ruben and, and Jonas, they're still there, Olmin Leiba is still there, so... Um, you know, and, and every time uh, the inquirer needs a story, they just they just send me a message. Yeah, it's okay if there's no byline. <laughs> just <laughs> when a football comes out, <laughs> I'm I, I'm I'm okay with that. So if you see some uh, inquirers uh, football stories on inquirer, uh, you know you you know you know what's happening behind. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say buy it up too fast, but we all know we all know it's enough. Too I'm just sharing information, of course. <laughs> I, I'm all for promoting the game. I'm all for promoting the game. So, talk. T- tell me a little bit about this bigger purpose that you you foresee um, in your shift as a, in this new role. Like, what's the ultimate picture? What do you What do you want to accomplish um, in the next few years? Uh, well, I want. I want. I I really want to be there when when the the PFL becomes, you know, become, returns to live TV. Um, I want to be there when, when, when the league becomes stable and I, I, I'm, I'll do everything in my power to, to achieve that, those goals. Um, I, I think we have a young and dynamic team to, to carry that, to help uh, in, 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 in achieving that goal um, with, with, with Coco's leadership, of course, Sir, Sir Nonong and Attorney Ed up there in the PFF. Um, um, I think I think I can, and we we together can 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 make a lot of uh, uh, can grow this game and and, and grow the league uh, into a stable you know a stable product really because you know I I, I I'm not um, it, it they they say it's uh, it's community building it's it's grassroots I think it ha- all has to go together you know the league also has to be really really attractive and entertaining for for everyone to also again uh bring up that community and bring up the the more kids playing playing football so it has to be a holistic approach and i'm i'm, I'm here i will be here doing my role on this other side so other people in the federation and of course the rfas can do their job i'll i'll, I'll just be here <laughs> and i'll do i'll i'll do i'll do my darnest best to do. To, to achieve uh, to achieve our goals. So if, if you close your eyes and you picture um, the ideal scenario for Philippine football, let's say let's say this is it. You found the perfect situation. What does it look like in your mind? Uh, Rizal Memorial, um, uh, 15 to uh, 10, 10,000 10, watching a, 10 to 15,000 watching a, Let's just say a cup final, mm-hmm. and a boards full. Uh, uh, the works with, you know, uh, there's a pregame show on the side, and there there are two commentators on uh, in the middle, and then uh, like 10, 12 cameras for 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 better coverage. You know, there's a there's a camera, um, there's a drone. Up on the pitch, and then, uh, and there, there's a, we we can even do the the halftime show there. It has to be the studio, man, where they can have the the telestrator and all the the, yeah. the tactics. 
discuss all the tactics with all the pundits, you know, and then um, league um, monitored by all over Southeast Asia and Asia. People buzzing about it. And of mm. course, Askels. Askels, maybe more people, 30, 30 filling up Rizal as well, you know. It, it's, uh, it's, it's because it's not just going to be the PFL that I'll be handling broadcast services. It's also going to be Askels Games as well. So, mm. so that is going to be, <laughs> that will be part of my role as well. And it will also be uh, all the age group tournaments when the time comes, when everything is allowed. So you can expect all of these competitions to be covered, especially the prominent games for under 13, 15, 17. The women's as well. Game. Wow. So, uh, bro, this is going to be <laughs> a full production house. I'm, I'm just taking my time because it's the pandemic. But, you know, when, <laughs> when, uh, when the pandemic is over, the grind <laughs> is, is back. Wow. But, you know, that's an aspect of football that really needs a boost. You know what I mean? Like, um, we need to know the under-13s, the under-15s that are coming up so that we're already excited by the time they, they get their debut when they're 18 or 19, you know? We don't really get that. We don't really get an opportunity to, to get hyped for a prospect, you know? Because yeah. there's simply not enough information out there. We don't know who these guys are who are yeah. coming in, right? So... Um, th- definitely something to look out for. And, you know, what, performance levels change when you're on TV. Yeah. Performance levels change when you know your mom's going to yeah. watch you or your, 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 your neighbors are going to see this. You know, it, it really makes a stark contrast to how you would normally suit up if you think, I can do whatever I want. You know what I mean? Um, so um, I would say, for example, during the home and away times of PFL, that really, you could see the people who lived in the areas where they were playing. There was an extra notch that they 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 would yeah. they would raise their level to. So definitely broadcasting matches, man. That's gonna that's gonna change the game the, for sure. Yeah, I, I think that we 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 still have a few equipment we have to secure to really complete the you know the one that we have the build that that we really want. Um, for now, we, we can always rely on direct Glenn <laughs> to give us <laughs> equipment, but but sooner or later we're we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have all that stuff uh, uh, in in the federation that uh, you know that will allow us to cover everything, every every almost every activity. Um, I think um, now with with social media, YouTube, um, and and Facebook, uh, it it really allows us to to produce our own content without really, you know, m- not needing to, you know, to plead to, to a network to, Hey, can you carry our product? You know? Yeah. And, and, and um, maybe at some point, you know, we can, we can monetize that, that, that aspect where it, the, the production becomes self-sustaining. That is really the goal uh, of the Federation that, you know, eventually the, the, this production house becomes self-sustaining, uh, so that you know it, it it also saves money for 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 you know for other projects for of of the PFF. So that's really the goal. Puts the football in a very strong position in terms of um, uh, negotiating with networks. If you know if we can produce it ourselves, right? You produce it, so it, it takes a whole load off 
uh, the networks in terms yeah. of like, oh, dadali mo ba namin yung, AB, uh, yung, yung Obi-Vanjan and this and that, that's, that's going to entail so much cost and blah, 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 right? So, um, you know this better than I do. So. They, they don't know the, the, the key to, the, to the, the coverage in the PFL. The key to that was really uh, the internet in Carmona. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? They, 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 that, that was the first thing I did, Jing, yeah. actually. That was the first thing I did. Um, the first thing, uh, uh, as soon as I, 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 I get my appointment papers, I immediately buckled down to work to get 100 Mbps internet in Carmona. <laughs> and... And and that's the reason why we had this uh, really good connection. Uh, thanks to Smart, you know, it was great. It was great that they really helped out, and without really expecting anything in return. So thanks to the connections of of Sir Nonong and Attorney Ed, they were able to to get. Uh, but we had to follow it up. We had to follow it up so that uh, uh, <laughs> we had. <laughs> so th- that small detail. Can, can can change a lot a lot of things, right? Remember that's the, huge. before that's massive. Um, you you would watch the PFL and sometimes it gets cut off because the internet is down, right? Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. Yeah. So and and sometimes it gets pixelated. So now at least you know you get you get the full HD experience on on TV. So tell me when the dream scenario happens, 15,000 packed in Brazil Memorial Stadium to watch a cup final. There's what twelve cameras, as you said. There's a drone. There's everything. The works. Where are you while all of this is happening? Are you behind a microphone? Are you in a director's box? Are you a pundit? What are you? I mean, there's many things that you could <laughs> position I, I yourself be, in there. I might be beside a director. Beside a director. I might be beside a director, just just producing, uh, and you know, maybe shed a tear or two. <laughs> while, while all of it is happening, you know, <laughs> you know, you you know me, Jing. I can be very emotional. A little bit. I very. I can be a little bit emotional. <laughs> that's where the that's where the passion comes from, you know. Definitely, man. But of all the things that you've been able to cover, and one of the things, by the way, that I really enjoy when I speak to you is that you remember the small details. Always, right? Like 2008 coverage, man. This is 2008 coverage. You won't believe this. It's like this, the minutest thing. It's like this was with the standings at the time and we hadn't played yet and blah, 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 was injured. He wasn't feeling well. It's like, how do you still remember all of that? Anyway, my question being, of all the things that you have had an opportunity to cover, like, I wouldn't say, maybe it's difficult to say which one was your favorite, top one, but maybe top three, top three moments uh, of your uh, coverage in sports. What would they Uh, be? Well, number one has to be, you know, I, I won't rank it in order probably because it's, um, you know, they all gi- give me equal, you know, equal feelings. Um, probably uh, first the miracle in Hanoi, uh, just because of the surprise that I got. You know, it was the surprise of my life, really. Uh, mm-hmm. Most surprising coverage of my life. Um, the next one was, um, you remember... I don't know if you remember the the crying incident in Rizal Memorial, uh, where I took where I took uh, over the mic when when Phil Young husband scored. Well, uh, I was sitting and, right next to you, so yeah, I, I still I it it's not they they say it's a 
you know, I, I always remember when when I when I think of that moment, I, I think about you, Jing, because I, I was supposed I was not supposed to steal your thunder there. But I just you, you saw me, I was a wreck in that game. I yeah. was a wreck. I was a wreck. You remember when, when Tajikistan scored and I did not speak a single word for like five minutes and I could not believe myself. Like, oh my God, it is happening again. I you know the and then and then and then Kevin Ingresso equalizes and then I'm back, right? Oh yeah. I know that he's back. <laughs> you have a third commentator now, right? I was allowing Coach and thought like, ah, yeah, he's he's back, he's he's engaged again. And then that that goal happened. Like it was a it was a before that goal, I was already there, man. I was there was there were tears already. Oh my no, god. I pride myself in being very, very detached in a match, right? Um, like trying to be as as level as I can possibly be. So when that moment happened, I was it didn't even dawn on me that you know this is it, we're through. Like I wanted to just call the game, and then obviously you had shouted right, and I had looked at you, and I was thinking like, I want to I want to be able to tell this the way it's supposed to be while also allowing this moment to happen because you cannot control that right. It's there already. It's happening. So I was thinking, like, I remember the afterwards when I was walking to my car was the only time where I felt emotional. Walking to the car from to the parking lot, where I felt like, wow, this is really, we're going to the Asian Cup. How ridiculous is this, right? So I was tearing up on the way to the car, and when I sat in my car, I was thinking like, wow, people are gonna think I, I shouted, ah, people are really gonna think it's me because you can't tell the difference. There's no space, right? Yeah, and then no- I had. I had friends telling me, bro, you kind of lost your shit a little bit. And I was like, no, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. But that's what it was. That was that that moment. It is what it is. I don't yeah. I don't I don't look back at it as, you know, uh, as you stealing my thunder or anything like that. I was thinking like, this is the way it's gonna be remembered. That that's how much it meant to the people in the booth, man. Like it was yeah. an incredible game. Um, and to be there in that seat to watch it happen and try to tell that story was such a fun, fun experience for me. And I'm guessing for you as it makes it into your top two. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I mean, I, I could not, that, that, those emotions, um, I just felt it, it just boiled over, you know, and, and that's why I'm telling you, you know, I, I've seen this team, I've seen the Askers cry. I've seen them, um, in the lowest of lows, I've, I, oh my goodness, I've seen a lot of failures with the, with the team, the disappointment, the frustration. So, you know, being there, I had to feel that because I, 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 I would hold back when I see them, you know, like, oh my God, you have to, you're so corny. You're just a, you're, you're just a journalist covering the team and you, you end up crying with, with them. no. But but it always felt that way because you all you always are part of it. You always felt like you're part of it because mm. you you've been there with them for so long. You like they I I'm I'm counting. Sometimes I I end up counting my my caps. You know, I have my <laughs> own, I have my own caps. So um, as we're you know as we're recording this, actually we, it was the two years ago uh, the the Askas were in the Asian Cup playing Korea. Yep. So. That was my 103rd cap, so I remember wow. that. I, I remember that clearly. So, yeah, seniors, 
only senior caps. I won't counting senior caps, right? <laughs> so incredible. Yeah, and you have to add a few more for, because of the the last few years, right? So, um, and and the next probably the 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 most uh, the the only thing the only problem there, Jing, with that coverage as well, is that I had to cry right there and then. Because I had to write the story after <laughs> minutes later. Remember that? Um, yeah, yeah. I said, "All right, uh, blah, blah, um, okay, this, yeah, we're going to Nation Cup. Yeah, this this is, means a lot for us." Blah, blah, blah. And then I leave the booth. I leave you and Coach Anto. Yeah. Guys, I still have to write my story. <laughs> I go run to the press room and I have to write the story. So, so can you imagine like? Okay, you have to settle yourself. Right? Yeah, you still have to write this this long ass article that's coming out in the paper tomorrow, right? That's incredible, man. Yeah, I always thought like that's insane that you're gonna do that. You know what I mean? But then again, it's similar to stuff that you know that was asked of us a lot of yeah. uh, back in the day. You know what I mean? Like yeah. juggling these things. It's yeah, and 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 my of course my my probably one of the most memorable. Next, so you give me top three. I, I'll yeah. I'll give. I'll, I'll have the last one was the 2018 Suzuki Cup um, mm. in against Singapore, Singapore. So it was in Panad. It was in Panad. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So this is the 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 first game of the Ascas in the Suzuki Cup. Uh, it was home and away, right? The the 2018 Suzuki Cup. They started with this home and away. So. I get assigned by by TV Five to to cover this um, this game. So I was also doing my inquiry stuff. I was also doing um, social media for the Suzuki Cup uh, for for Lager Dare Suzuki Cup website, and I was in Bacolod, right, with family, with with friends, um, and then I I. I, this road to Panaan, um, I was driving, driving, going to, to the stadium. And it was my birthday, actually, Jim. It was my birthday. I was, um, I turned uh, 35 that day. I was driving and then, bro, I couldn't help it. I was, I was crying. I'm like, wow, I'm back in here um, doing this. And this is where I started everything my dreams my you know all all that i have now i i i i started here so and it's my birthday it's my it's like what a way to celebrate my birthday and then i'm going to enter the stadium i'm going to be preparing for my for my for my coverage but you know i i was so overwhelmed with emotions by that moment that i finally get to do what i love here it's an international audience the significance of the game it's like and and i'm like oh wow i'm like i can't believe i'm so i'm so i'm so fortunate i'm so blessed to to be in this moment and i was crying and i had to wipe it off like i was before before going to the to the to the stadium before walking making that walk to panad uh from the parking lot from the parking area because it the daskas ended up winning that game but i just felt like you know, uh, what's a boy from Makota doing here? <laughs> you know, what, what, what is, you know, how, how did I get to, it, it all came, all came back, like all the, all, 
all the frustration, all the failure, all the disappointment before, and all the steps that I took to be to be in that position in my career. So I think that was one of the highlights for me. I you know I had to I had to you know so so many struggles along the way, and I'm and I'm there, you know. In a combination. You the time when you when you had. You knew had to pay uh, in the jeepney, you know. You're, you're down to your last one, two peso, and then you realize I'll just walk home. You know, I don't have any money. <laughs> and then you're there. You're you're in the stadium. You know, lights are on, and you're you're on cam, and then you're calling uh, the most important games that 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 day, right? So uh, amazing, man. And then uh, it's not even the Asian Cup. You know, Asian sure. Cup was okay. Um, you know, watching Korea Askas play, yeah, was okay, especially with the quality of football that they're watching. But in terms of you know being memorable, uh, making it memorable, it was very memorable for me. And then uh, my my father was there, uh, my my some of my family was there as well, watching that game and then seeing me there calling that game. So uh, it meant it meant so much to me. Man, that's got to be amazing. And and also being that it 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 combined all of the expertise that you picked up along the way right you're yeah, on cam yeah. you're writing you're you know all of your connections as well uh, around the people that you're you've been working with over the last decade that would have been a fantastic experience you know and who would have thought right i mean we started calling your first broadcast you and i were together right yeah you were calling yeah. premier league games um off tube as at, for a delayed broadcast on tv5 um what a time what a time to get started right I- I didn't, you know, I didn't realize the, the back then, you know, I, I, I took that, I took a lot of that for granted, you know, I, I thought I was giving myself a free pass for, you know, um, because I was still new, I'm still adjusting, but I felt that, you know, I, I should have, should have done better in, in that, but, but I think it's part of mature, of being, you know, part of uh, growing up, being mature. Because yeah. I, I, when, when it was all gone, I said, oh my God, I, I think I should have done better with it. But it wasn't, uh, we weren't, we didn't get fired actually. We just lost the, 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 the network just lost the property. <laughs> so, so we didn't yeah. get fired. So I still take pride in not getting fired out of anything. So <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> Man, one of my most memorable times, unfortunately, wasn't a positive one with you, was... I, we were paired to do um, one of those ridiculous early morning ones. Oh my I remember god! Sleeping I on the couch, I, I had made like specific moves so that I would be there on time, and you'd gone out the night before, and you oh, had uh, yeah. there. I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. I was so. Oh my god! <laughs> I remember thinking, and then and then I dropped you off, and then you rode in the car, and I was thinking like, you know. There's such a part of me that wants to leave Sadelf here right now in in in, in Tandang Sora. Sora. I was like, but what I I was like, whatever, you know, whatever. It happens. It happens. I remember just remember thinking, like, am I too nice? Am I too nice? I remember thinking that to myself. Like, But let's just get on with it. But I remember thinking, like, go ahead, go ahead. I was so I was so embarrassed, man. I was like, oh my god. I'm like that is not the that is not you <laughs> that is not you but 
I said that that's what I said. That's why I'm telling you that I, I took a lot of things for granted that time. Uh, yeah. That coverage, and I thought that because I was just starting out in the industry, I was like, yeah, maybe they can, you know, give you a free pass. Actually, actually, I had to to send a lot of people text messages, you know, the bosses, that you know, I I I fucked up that time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so yeah, I was so man, that was so irresponsible. <laughs> that was so irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, those that, that was a that was a period in your life where um, you were going out a little bit more. At that yeah, time. but now I'm not. <laughs> Family man, times have changed. Times have changed, man. <laughs> no, but it, it was it was a great experience. I mean, being able to call those matches and obviously watching the growth, right? I mean, yeah, the, the evolution of of how much better we got in broadcasting. Um, from being beers in the headlights when the cameras go on to being like taking selfies five seconds before we go on air. Like we're so used to it, you know, like, man, that, that, that really was quite a journey that, yeah. that, we, that we took uh, as, as broadcasters. Yeah, six years actually, Jing, with, with, uh, with uh, UFL. And we, we called a lot of big games. You yeah. know that. We, we called yeah. a lot of uh, very important games. Um, and you know, I remember some of my first few broadcasts. You know, um, because in the UFL, you know, you, you, it's just you and your fr- some of your friends are there. Some of your friends are players. You know, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and when the lights are on, the camera is on, and one of your friends pass by behind the camera, and you follow the eyes. Your eyes follow. <laughs> you want to say hi, right? And <laughs> I got called out that one time. <laughs> no, you, you you have to look at the camera. You know, it's not it's not like you can't say hi to everyone. <laughs> it is weird looking at a camera, right? That always put me off for the longest time. But yeah, man, but, man I, I I I'm I'm like I didn't realize it Jing, because sometimes you know we're we're you're you're always there when we work. There's when there's stuff we have to do uh, uh, with with either with football or, or some other stuff or you know when we were working in 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 the UFL uh, and then at some point and you you became media officer of, of Meralco and then mm-hmm. also here now with Kaya um, and we're still here man yeah <laughs> we're still here we're still here much to, much to we're like we're not giving up we're not giving up on football. We're not giving up on Philippine football. Not at this point, right? I mean, if you've gone this far, no we're, not, we're not pulling no out way. this time, right? I mean, we're into deep. Of, we're into deep. So many people are questioning, like, are you are you sure you want to stay here? Like, are you sure you want to remain in an industry that seems like it's going downhill? It's like, yeah, but if you don't stick it out, then you're not going to be able to to reap the rewards when it is on the way out, right? So yeah, and we're positioned ourselves now in a situation where it feels as if we're on the rise again and yeah. this time though it's a little bit different because you have a say in the rise now you know coco has a say in the rise of football yeah. now so it feels like it's we're part of it now it's yeah. not like you're just covering it from the outside and writing what you see it's more of we're making it happen which yeah. is what it is quite uh, quite a step up and quite a you know a beautiful thing to see especially as we were all together you yeah know? It, it's it's fantastic the, the the there's a there's a level of control with with what will happen mm-hmm. i think that is the best um, 
that is the best uh, thing about this new job for me. You know, I have, I have some control and I am accountable to what is going to happen. So um, accountability is very important to me. That's why if, if, if you notice um, uh, when, when, when the initial feedback about the broadcast was there, some of them were not happy, uh, I, bro, it, 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 it kills me. You know, it, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I was not trying to make excuses for, 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 for the team, but um, you know, you want to do better. You want to do better, but there, there are limitations. There are, you know, there are limitations. So um, that, that's why, but, but the, there is a level of control that you, uh, that the team, me, Coco can, 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 can manage. So um, that is a good thing for me. So, that's why when you have uh, when people have this uh, harsh criticism of the broadcast, <laughs> bro, I feel so tempted sometimes to answer them man, in 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 the private message in the PFL uh, Facebook page. I should take a leaf out of Coco's back, bro. Be more like Coco. He's got he's out there busy in the comments, right? He's over there slamming trolls, getting busy like early in the morning. That's like his morning routine, I think. Over breakfast, he's replying to these comments. Yeah, sometimes you, you you just have to let it go, and then sometimes you say that you know you cannot please everyone. But you know, I'm I'm so glad that I put a, a really good team together. Um, with um, I know uh, I knew the value of of commentators, uh, of how a commentator can give it a the best coverage or give it the worst coverage, right? So because because I I've, I've been there, so um. I, I, I was so happy that that all of, of the people that I asked to do uh, commentary actually agreed. Uh, you, um, Nate, even Nate, you know? Yeah. So happy Nate is on board. Uh, he's coming up with his own style of commentating. Uh, Paolo, of course, Natasha, um, uh, Darren, of course, and, and, and Jamer, who's, 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 who's been improving with, with his craft. So, I'm I'm so glad, man. I'm it it makes a whole lot of difference, and you know that, you know. Um, it all of a sudden, um, people are tuning in. Um, uh, we have um, I saw some YouTube stats, and and I'm I'm so happy with the with the viewing numbers, with the not just the viewing numbers, but the minutes that they stayed on for the broadcast. Right, right. It's very important, right? It's not just the views, right? It's it's more of how many how many minutes did they stay on? Mm. So, in some games, they, they stayed on for fifteen minutes. That, that's 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 a lot of time already. If you're yeah. if you're if you're if you're watching football, and and that's that's just the average. If you're averaging fifteen minutes of watch time on for a game for a football match, that's already one one sixth of a football match, and you still have other stuff to do. Right, you're, sure. you're you're mixing this this football watching to the other stuff that you do during the day. So um, you, you can't expect a mobile user to hold his phone for two hours and watch the game. <laughs> we cannot do that. But but the the behavior that we're seeing, it it's changing. So um, when you see the numbers, it, it, it's inspiring, man. Like half a million views on on Facebook combined, and then. Hundred thousand on YouTube with with fifteen minutes average viewing average. So 
that that's that's gonna be uh, enough fuel for him to to improve for for the following season. And it's just a taste for what's to come. So that's the exciting part as well, man. You know, uh, uh, on top of the games as well, I just wanted to note that it's 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 tremendous seeing everything around it as well. You know, you're creating the profiles, you're creating little features on the teams. You know, um, the interview sections that are inside the bubble programs. You know, like it's not just the the matches; it's the ecosystem that you're creating, the media ecosystem that will allow people to make football a part of their lives, to make it a regular thing that, you know, I'm getting to know this guy today. Tomorrow I'm watching a game. The next day after that, it's going to be a feature on this and that. It's like, it's exciting. It's, it's something new all the time. And um, that's what the, 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 the industry needs. That's what the community needs, right? It's not place all the responsibility on the clubs to make uh, their content. And Kayuna Bahala will retweet you or we repost you. It's like, no, that's not good enough. So it's 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 great to see that you know the league and the federation as a whole is getting a bit of a revamp. So congratulations on a great year, man. I, I love the work. It was tremendous. Congratulations on it. And I'm not saying that just because you got me as a commentator. I mean yeah. everything as a whole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it sort of validates my decision to retire. Huh? <laughs> no, I mean if if the result of you retiring from Inquire is that you know we get reap the benefits of, of uh, a vastly improved broadcast, I would say, uh, selfishly as a football guy. Fantastic decision, my friend. <laughs> but yeah, man, we've been here for, for more than an hour. It's been so much fun to be able to speak yeah. with you, man. And my first time interviewing you in, in a decade of, of knowing you. So this has been a real treat for me. Yeah. We, we, had, we had those conversations in your car, Jing. I know, I know. But, I but, love you know, those conversations. One time you wanted to drop me off in uh, somewhere near uh, probably Katipunan, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that didn't take no. a cab, you know? <laughs> the stories were worth it. The stories were worth it, my friend. Um, yeah. But it's, it's, it's great to see your success over the years, to follow everything. Uh, to see you grow as a person and not just as a football writer and commentator, but everything, man. It's yes. been fantastic to see to, yes. to see the work. Um, I, I hope people can can tune into your to your podcast. It's crossover. Yeah. 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 Throw 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 the throw the listeners some details, man. Where they where they can find you, what they can look at in order to to make sure they're on top of everything. Uh, honestly, honestly, Jing, I'm 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 an off season in crossover. You know, I'm. I'm a bit of uh, I'm in a bit of a break. Um, I'm trying to uh, I I do the crossover with Paolo, of course. It's uh, on uh, on our Facebook page. Um, I'm so glad that you know across the line is in good hands. Oh my goodness! I'm so happy for you guys. You know, I'm I, I still I still listen I still tune into the show. You know that I'm appreciate that. I'm 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 always uh I I still keep uh I I kept in touch with Toby during the pandemic. I'm I still. You know, I, I'd still come up with, you know, it, it's still one of them. I, if, if, if that is not proof, I'll show you some proof. That it is still, it is still in my, <laughs> right? Recently played. All right. All right. All right. You're right there with the old man and the three with JJ Reddick. So, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm so glad that, uh, you've, uh, you know, you, you've continued this with Chris, um, the, the, re- uh, a lot of um, some of the listeners actually asked me, you know, before it, where I I just disappeared from the podcast. But that time was a really tough time. Twenty nineteen 
Mm. Um, when I left the show, I was in, um, I had to handle the Southeast Asian games. I had to be assigned somewhere. And I was traveling a lot. I was doing MPBL games. So it could, it was taking a toll on me and my schedule as well. So I had to be, um, I had to be fair with, with, with Chris, you know, that you can't expect me there all the time. So, but, but congratulations to, to the both of you for, 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 for pursuing this. And I've, I've read, I've, I've listened to some very good, you know, very interesting interviews last week with Coco was, was, uh, was fantastic. Huh? Uh, at the very least you got him for that uh, interview. I'm, I'm, uh, it took some time and some work. <laughs> it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy getting him in. He's just in Bacolod, man. He's just playing golf in Bacolod, so he can uh, he can he can, uh, he can drop by once in a while. But but yeah, it's it's I'm so I'm so glad for, I'm so happy for you, Jing. As well, you know, I'm, I'm I'm still happy that I still see you where 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 we work, you know, when we work, yeah, especially the in the during the bubble, you know. And it's always nice to talk to you and throw some ideas off of you, and, and always appreciate the feedback that you give. Comes from a good place, always. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for stopping by. If you guys enjoyed this episode with Mr. Del Tupas himself, please do subscribe to the show on YouTube, Spotify, and on Apple Podcasts. Uh, rate and review us, and. Uh, Find us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. Thank you for joining us on this Football Friday, and we'll catch you on the next one.